Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. It's been more than six months since Hurricane Fiona battered Puerto Rico's brittle power grid. And since then, the territory hasn't faced any major disruptions. But as hurricane season approaches, some residents in Puerto Rico worry that their good fortune might not last much longer, and that they may once again face life-or-death situations from devastating blackouts. Residents have concerns in the near future and long term about the federal entity that oversees the territory's finances, and concerns about the decision by the Puerto Rican government to privatize key parts of the territory's power system. So today, Politico's Gloria Gonzalez on Puerto Rico's power grid facing another round of critical tests. It's Tuesday, March 28th. So ever since Hurricane Fiona knocked out power last September and led to extended outages that occurred for nearly another two weeks after the storm hit, the grid has held up in sense well. It has not experienced major outages. Now, major outages are defined by outages that take a significant length of time or affect a significant number of people. They have had intermittent outages since then, smaller outages affecting different parts of the power system and different parts of the territory. But there have not been the major territory-wide blackouts that we've seen in Fiona and even prior to Fiona. But you're reporting how residents are worried that their good fortune might not last much longer. So why is that? And what sort of tests are ahead for the grid? Well, one of the reasons people believe that the grid has been functioning well is that you haven't seen the high level of demand that you see in the summer months. In the winter, demand was fairly moderate. And so I think that was one of the fortunate situations for maintaining the grid. But the real big issue is the coming hurricane season now. There has been quite a bit of work in the last six months to try to shore up key sections of the grid, try to replace or repair damaged substations, try to maintain vegetation that can interfere with power lines carrying power from the southern parts to the more populated northern urban parts. But there have not been the major test right now, which is, you know, another storm that possibly either hits the territory directly or comes close like Fiona did. And you got to talk to Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, who's in Puerto Rico this week. So what did she tell you about the administration's efforts to modernize the territory's grid and its readiness for the next major storm? Yeah, the energy secretary is making her fourth trip to the territory this week. And she has maintained and is very firm in saying that the Biden administration is committed to restoring the grid and rebuilding the grid in a way that Puerto Ricans want and deserve. She has been described as being very engaged in Puerto Rico. She has participated in multiple listening sessions with residents, with business owners, with community organizations, and pretty much any other stakeholder that has an interest in maintaining and building a, a safe and reliable grid. She has been the lead coordinator of the 
Biden administration's efforts in Puerto Rico, which includes DOE researching different pathways for Puerto Rico to reach its 100% by 2050 renewable energy target. The Biden administration's response has also included FEMA being on the ground in Puerto Rico, not just in the immediate aftermath of Fiona, but actually in recent months working to provide extra generation capacity ahead of the next hurricane season. Right. And while the administration has taken this active role, you report that residents have expressed frustration about local management of Puerto Rico's grid, particularly targeting the governor over some decisions that he's made. So what's the big concern residents have for the grid moving forward? And how is the governor defending himself? Yes, there's a couple different concerns. One of the main ones is the fact that the governor and the government-owned utility, BREPA, and the private partnership authority that oversees the power system in Puerto Rico, they're looking to secure additional natural gas capacity. Um, the concern there is, is that it works against the reaching of the 100% renewable target. That's at least a concern that clean energy advocates and community organizations have. The other issue is that Puerto Rico has not had the best experience when it comes to privatization. They say that there's been issues ever since Luma Energy took over the grid. There were multiple major outages in the last year and a half since Luma has had control of the grid. Now, Luma has said that they have made a lot of progress in rebuilding the grid, a grid that was handed to them with a lot of problems. But that's one of the key objections. The idea that there's another private sector company, Henera, that's going to take over management of Prepa's legacy power generation assets in June. And you're bringing in another private company that has some troubled history on the territory when you've already had some issues with a different private company maintaining part of the grid. Also, on Monday, the White House vowed to veto House Republicans' signature energy package, which is expected to reach the floor this week. The Biden administration is arguing the bill would reverse progress made in Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act to curb climate change and lower clean energy costs. The sprawling GOP energy bill contains measures to streamline permitting reviews under the National Environmental Policy Act for energy projects and mines, and Republicans hope those permitting measures will be at the center of negotiations with Senate Democrats and the White House. However, the package also includes partisan priorities like prohibiting a ban on fracking, mandating oil and gas lease sales, and disapproving of President Joe Biden's decision to kill the Keystone XL pipeline. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has vowed not to consider the bill in the upper chamber. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.